Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and this week, as Pete Donaldson is still away in the Caribbean, having the time of his life, lucky, I'm, I'm getting so envious now, I hate him so much. We are joined by a special guest though, the first time he's come on the Abroad in Japan podcast, I don't know how, I don't know how we've never had him on before, um, <laughs> but welcome, the one and only Ryotaro Sakurai. How you doing Ryotaro? Very, very nicely well. <laughs> how come you haven't been on until now? I have no idea. I mean, how long have you been doing this for? Four years. Four years. Like, and, I, <laughs> and I had never been on it. I, well, just, you never invited me, that's it. No. It's weird. We've even had Natsuki on, and he can't even speak English. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh, he's been on how many times already? To be fair, Natsuki's been on for like two minutes and then we had to pull him if I recall he started going on about socks and uh, <laughs> it was all a bit weird anyway how are you doing what's going on uh good my throat is a bit bad recently but Your throat right yeah my throat like you're just you know coughing but I'm recovering very good I'm, yeah nicely well thank you and who else is recovering Chris Rock having been slapped in the face <laughs> by Will Smith it's the only thing the world is talking about at the moment and yeah. you told me something really interesting before we started recording that, yeah uh, uh, in Japan people agree with Will people, Smith hit, hitting Chris Rock yeah I mean like I just sort of surveyed this morning right mm. and uh, 78 I think percent uh, of Japanese people or totally agreed upon whole idea of like hitting uh, someone if your girlfriend or wife get humiliated by someone guy Bloody or hell. Yeah. I mean I, I, I don't know what the sort of consensus is I think the consensus is it's okay to be angry but to stand up and hit someone like that is not good I am surprised though kind of by that that like it, it was that like 78% of the people condoned violence or just yeah I mean it's, it's it cannot be helped <coughs> If those kind of you know this situation such like that happens, mm. and you're 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 kind of allowed uh, to do that, I wonder so, if it's because like Will Smith is kind of popular in Japan. Everyone likes him. Everyone knows him. And not uh, Chris Rock. I don't no think he's that well known. Yeah. So maybe people are much more likely to take Will Smith's side. Probably. And then um, and I heard. I mean, this is not something that I've read, but I I, mm. I, I heard that the um, they did some kind of like similar survey to the Americans. Right. And they maybe like thirty percent or something. You know, just a lot lower rate Jesus. of the people who actually agreed upon it. So uh, that actually proves that Japanese people are more violent. <laughs> Simply violent. Scientific analysis. <laughs> we'll jump straight to conclusions. <laughs> Japanese people are more violent. Violent. Good God. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely shocking scenes, but I think we've all seen it to death right now. 
so mm. we don't need to go on about Will Smith anymore. But uh, yeah, I was I was shocked by it. Yeah, and disappointed as well to see that. Um, but yeah, anyway, welcome Roger Riotro. Uh, today, while you're here, mm. uh, I thought we would tell kind of your story. Uh, given us your first time on the podcast, and I think a, a lot of our listeners <coughs> don't even know abroad in Japan uh, the videos. We have quite a lot of listeners who don't really know about the YouTube channel, so mm-hmm. a lot of people might not even know who you are listening into the podcast today. Weirdly, oh seriously, it's like a separate thing. I thought it was the same thing. It's, it's, it's different. The podcast, it's different. Oh, is it? It's different, isn't it? So different, <laughs> different listeners. Different listeners. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. All yeah. right. So people, people who are, who are listening to your podcast are not, not totally not interested in your videos. They're not into Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and they certainly haven't seen you. Um, so drunk. Let's start at the beginning. All right. Sure. Uh, where the hell did we meet? Uh, Everyone always asks me to tell the story of how we met. Uh, sure. And we've we talked about it so many times in the videos, but uh, maybe first time in the podcast, obviously, because I'm here mm. for the first time. Uh, that was back in 2015. Yeah. I remember. Um, there was one guy who uh, knew you mm. and knew me and thought we should, like, you know, just all meet and just, you know, talk about the, our, like, uh, the conquering the world. Conquering the world. <laughs> I don't know if you put it that eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> we had a friend. Uh, what was his name? Takesan. Takesan, great guy. Takesan. I haven't seen him in years, actually. I hope he's doing well. Uh, <coughs> we, I met Takesan at a, a business networking event in mm. Yamagata, and I told him at the time, because I, I was in my last year of teaching English, right. and I told him that I was thinking of moving to Sendai. Um, and I, I didn't know anyone in Sendai at the time. Uh, and he said, oh, you know, there's a guy I should put you in touch with, um, who, a guy who speaks English, a guy who thinks he's good, uh, I think it'd be good for you to meet him. And I came to this dinner, and you weren't there. I wasn't there. I was invited, but I somehow couldn't make it. You couldn't make it, so it was all very anticlimactic. Uh, <laughs> and we arranged to meet, I think, a few days later. Oh, he, um, he actually forced, like, the, uh, Takesan was there, right, with you, right? Yeah. And so he forced, they put you on the phone with me, and so we had to talk. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> you know, just make an appointment. We were forced to make an appointment by Takesan. And he was that, he was that, like... Adamant, um, yeah, 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 to to get us hooked, and I don't know, maybe just I because remember, maybe I spoke English, British with a British accent. Well, I remember when when I spoke to you on the phone the first time, I thought you were a British guy. <laughs> I thought, oh, it's just someone from some, London, some, some London. Um, so it was a bit weird. I I hadn't really met anyone with that strong sort of London accent, right? Who is actually right. Japanese? Right. Um, something you're very smug about. <laughs> of course uh, but like yeah so about a month we, later or something no we, we met like two days later oh was it yeah glad you remember this beautiful origin, origin story uh, we met we met and had sushi and then you told me about your life and and told uh, me about, about your life as well yeah. My, yeah my life story was I taught English here I am your story went on for like four hours and I'm sure we'll hear some of that today because I'm a little bit older a little bit older. More experience. Yeah, under exaggeration. <laughs> um, but we met there, and yep. um, I sort of said that I wanted to live in Sendai, and you said, oh, yeah, you should do it, yeah. And uh, <laughs> You should do it, yeah. Like. And, then, and, you, and you were like, oh, I am a YouTuber, so I want to be YouTuber, <laughs> real YouTuber. I was like, I'll make you one. I'll make, make <laughs> oh, you one. Right. What are you on about? <laughs> well, now I remember why he's not come on the podcast before. And uh, anyway, I moved to Sendai, yeah. and uh, we didn't, do that much together at first. We did a video uh, at a, a really nice Yorkan, our first video together. Yeah. And then we did another one skiing. Yeah. But we, you know, we did a video, like one video a month or so maybe. Yeah. 
Well, that was that was actually a lot. I, I guess mean, so. to begin mm. with, I guess. And then from there, you know, well, we the, the channel grew. Riotero became popular, and we we sort of turned into a a, tra- a travel channel, the Born Japan yeah, channel. Yeah, um, but like, don't forget that I was not going to. I wasn't. It was not planned mm. to appear in your video at the first place. I was more like a kind of a, was like a coordinator because I knew people in Yamagata. I knew people oh, in me. I knew true. in Tohoku. That's so why I can just hook you up with these people mm. and give you some ideas of like, you know, what's going on in the area. So like, just, you know, just film whatever you feel like. Rostro just wanted to get his friends a free video, basically. He <laughs> makes it sound like he did me a massive favour. He, he basically well, just got a free video was, for his friends. And then, and then, but then like in our first video, the Yamagata, the yep. Ryokan and the Yonezawa beef video, uh, I was like, why don't you just, you know, you come out in front of camera and mm. just you know start speak start speaking. I, I, like, I felt like why? it'd be quite a good dynamic, you know, to have mm. someone on camera with me and you know, it, and it worked. Uh, unfortunately, and you've been here <laughs> ever since. How many videos have you been in or born? I have no idea, like thirty videos or something. Like that. <clears throat> I think I worked out once the videos you'd been in had been watched by like a hundred million people or something. Oh shit! <laughs> what a well, response. There were there were like the videos that I just worked. As a cameraman, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like the um, Fukushima documentary. Yeah, exactly. There were some videos that I, I thought that the Chris should be the one that's only appearing because I mean, me and me and you being together in one video, like it, could, could, it becomes like a comedy almost. Like so, it would, right, didn't, yeah. wouldn't fit in the documentary or such, you know. Yeah, I, I, I for the Fukushima documentary where mm. we went through the um, the exclusion zone, I felt you annoying me wouldn't be. Appropriate for the moment, or the love hotel, love it. Oh yeah, you were love hotel. I, I, I was, I, I kind of stuck myself in, the, you know, just I, I thought I should be the cameraman. I mean, imagine <laughs> me and you being love hotel, like just like just shooting each other, sends <laughs> the wrong kind of message. Exactly, exactly. So I, uh, uh, I just, you know, I was thinking to myself being a cameraman there. So it's been what five, six, six years, six years. Six six years. years but this is my, this is our sixth year. Yeah, and you've got your own channel now. Yeah, I do. Real Rose Japan. And speaking yeah. of Fukushima, you've just come back from Fukushima, right? I did. What have you been doing there? Uh, well, um, I was uh, so I was filming. Uh, I was filming. I just I just released a video. And, yeah, I saw. Uh, yeah, yeah. About the uh, uh, the farmer. Not not really a farmer. The, uh, the uh, lady who's making uh, kind of peach products, mm. uh, like a, uh, collaborating with the farm, the peach farmers. And also one guy who's a um, the fish shop. How mm. I say it? Fish shop? Fishmonger. Fishmonger, yeah, yeah. The owner, <laughs> yeah, fishmonger. And he's like a fourth generation own, like owner. He's like only 26 years old. And I just wanted to ask him, you know, what what would be like, what it would be like to kind of come back to Fukushima and where it's got a kind of reputation. Well, I mean, you know what how is the yeah. Fukushima situation affected the, well, like the fishermen, basically. Still, still. Obviously, there is uh, <clears throat> the water uh, from the, the nuclear power plant. Um, it, it's been, like, it will be uh, released. They start being released this year. Mm. And obviously, the fishmonger, no, fishermen, fisher, fishermen, of course, will be affected by that. Because, you know, even though the national government is, like, saying, oh, safe, safe, safe. Mm. And it might be safe, number-wise. Sure. But obviously, that's quite different from how people are feeling. You know, whether mm. we want they want to buy it or not, it's a different story. So uh, people are really worried. I, I read something really interesting the other day that uh, for the first time since I think 2011, since mm. the earthquake and tsunami and nuclear meltdown, the Japanese public are in favour 
a slight majority is now in favour of nuclear energy, mm. which I never thought would happen again after Fukushima, right? Because after that, uh, everyone, all the nuclear power reactors, nuclear power stations, sorry, in Japan were shut off, right? After that incident. And Japan became a lot more reliant on Middle East and oil and gas to its detriment. Um, but I never thought people would be in favour of nuclear power again. Why do you think there's been a change? Well, there's been like <clears throat> earthquakes recently, mm. right? And we, so some areas in Japan had to experience some like, you know, uh, power outage and stuff like that. And and that was mm. due to the fact that we did not, we thought our, our nuclear, many of our nuclear power plants are not working anymore. Right. So with it working, we've never had that. True. So people are like starting to th- re- rethinking that we should have, you know, if as long as it's safe, mm. there are like, you know, like you said, a slight, more, a little bit more than the majority of the people are now thinking to have one. It's okay because there's been there's been power out. Yeah, power out, power to outage, and also like you know, uh, and also the uh, the war, of course, and so the war, the war. Oh right, yes, the oil, oh, God, like you yeah. know, it's going up in the price. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, and also the carbon. Mm, uh, mm. You know, obviously, you need to burn the the coal sure. uh, to get the power, and obviously, it's not really good for the air. Mm. Mm. It's gonna be. A, a big shift when they switch them all back on. Exactly, but, uh, exactly. I never thought I'd see the day. But back to you. Um, I think, because I, I, I think so many people don't know your story and your journey, which is a, a pretty rare journey for a Japanese person True. to have traveling the world. I thought it'd be interesting to understand what made you the one and only Ryotaro. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how did we, the, you know, like a villain origin story. How are you created because <laughs> you've lived how in... I was cry- <laughs> what were you going to say like, how was I created in the fires my mother and father in the fires of Mount Asso <laughs> forged from steel <laughs> and sausages uh, <laughs> choking to death he's dead yeah, um, you've lived in everywhere you've lived in America the UK Germany Australia yeah. I think I've yeah, got Spain. them all you say Spain you've been to Spain briefly you haven't lived there have you Oh, I did actually. How long? Well, three months. Does that qualify as living in Spain? Well, I think so, but it's not. I was in, I was I was renting an apartment. But why did so? Why did you leave Japan? Uh, Usually, when people come on this show, we ask, "Why did you come to Japan? Why did you leave, leave Japan? Japan? Why did you get out?" Well, I was um, fifteen. <coughs> what year? Um, what year? We, how? What year? Are we talking? Fifteen years old. Uh, that's like eight, 19, 1989, before Berlin Wall. Before the birth, <laughs> yeah, this, that's how it is. Yeah. Well, you were fifteen. I was 15, 1899. Okay, so uh, I, I just, I just wanted to go to the states. I, I, I wanted to go to um, American high school. That's what it was. Why would anybody want that? Why I don't know. Just you... watch it. Watch it. Look, you see, back in those days, there was no internet, right? Sure. So the only kind of means of say um, collecting the information about overseas was like movies. Right, right. So back in those days, there were like many, um, uh, say, movies about like the American high school. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? So like watching them. Like what? Like uh, Footloose. Footloose. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Dancing. Uh, well, it's not. This is not a movie, but uh, um, Beverly Hills 90210. Beverly Hills. What? Nine 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 zero two one nine zero two one zero. Right. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like it's it's one of those <laughs> like the TV series that you know. And it goes on forever. And you could you watch that in Japan? It was popular here. Uh, I I watched. I was watching it like while I was there actually. Okay. I mean, it, it did not make me want to go there, but that 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 was kind of the life that I wanted to have. 
in the but, States, that's quite different now. So, anyway. what, so you watched Footloose one day? Footloose, I watched 15 top, top Gun. And thought, <laughs> right, I'll go to America. Like, what? It was like that because, I mean, obviously the high school life in, say, what, what, I mean, according to the movie, right? Yeah. High school life that I saw in the movie in the States and high school life that I was having, uh, or I, I would have had uh, in Japan mm. was quite different. It's a bit odd. Like, it's like me watching The Karate Kid when I'm 15 thinking, oh, I'll go to Japan, I'll go to Okinawa and learn the secrets. But like, the- you watched a foot, a foot, you watched Footloose. Yeah. And a, a, not a great film. Let's not sugarcoat it. It's not a great film. Well, it's a great some, film. some listeners are going to be livid, angry, furious that I've mocked Footloose. <laughs> but like, well, is that it? Is that all there was to it? No, I mean, it's like my, I've, I forgot. Like, the, <laughs> oh, I know. So I was watching the um, the, the Ferris Bueller's Day Off and right. stuff like that. But it's all high school, um, you know, the stories. That mm. I, you know, and I also like had an idea of like, um, I learned about like proms. I learned about like dance parties. I Do learned you not have prom in Japan. No. Really? No, we don't. Oh yeah. And I and, and you know what I learned about? I learned about having a locker of your own. Oh, wow. And I was having and having <laughs> the having the desk, your your like the desk. You get a desk in Japan. No, but that opens up. Oh right. You know what I mean? That opens like when you when you stand up. Yeah. And you open up, you stand up, and you sit down, and you close your. <laughs> that that like desk only exists in certain countries. Like America. Like America. So, so I wanted to have a locker. I wanted to have that that desk. I wanted to have, like, uh, the the. Uh, I wanted to have like. I wanted to see the football American football team, right. and I wanted to see the quarterback, the football team going out with the prettiest girl in the cheerleaders. So, you watched Footloose, and, and I, that's you what wanted I, a, a desk that opened, and that was the trigger point for leaving Japan forever. Yes, yes. and moving to Seattle. Yes, yes, Seattle. How did you? I mean. Did you speak English at this point? No, no. Well, you know how 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 bad the how bad we speak. I mean, Japanese mm. people in general, like you know, when you're 15, right? No one really speaks English in this country so much. Uh, we, it's true. getting better, but you know, back right. in ninety eight, back in 1989, it's just no one absolutely. So I was like that. I was, I was, I was, I liked, I liked learning English, but mm. I was not good at it. So, so I went there. I, I, I had, you know, I, I was struggling. I seriously was struggling to learn English. I uh, I still remember the first book I had to read was uh, Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> and I couldn't oh, read God. it. It was just so hard. For, it, it was so hard for me already. I, mean, I could read that. I'd go to sleep. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was it. When I was fifteen, um, then they they made me read it. I couldn't read it. So as oh, a result, no. what happened was that I could not. Well, I, I I even could not understand the the question. Of the test that I was having, so why did Alice go to fucking Wonderland? What yeah, kind of why, 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 why did the lid of the the bottle said "Drink me"? Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, I couldn't answer any of them. I couldn't right. answer any of them. So you know, but you know, teacher felt so sorry for me. You know, coming from all the way from Japan as a little boy, is having you know, having to struggle. I uh, so. to understand the whole like, all these classes, with a different language that you know, uh, from you know what his the mother tongue is so uh, they all gave me D's oh instead of F wow such generosity <laughs> so, but, but in the end I was able to acquire uh, all the passes at least right I passed right, all right. the classes even though like, it, was, it was you know it wasn't F so you I cheated your way through the American education system 
I think I did. <laughs> but but I was good at math. I was good at like, you know, some like calculations and stuff like that. Right. It was a lot easy, uh, a lot easier for me because it was stuff that I was done in, uh, in the junior high school, really. I mean, how do your parents feel about this? This is a bit weird. Mm. You, it's not as if you have any friends or family over there. No. You've just sort of gone. And that's not normal. After watching normal. for Lucia. Not many kids do that. I just, I just, why, why did this happen? Did your parents want you to go? Were they like, go they, on Ryotaro, leave Japan? They didn't mind. They didn't mind at all. Like, there was right. like, I, someday I go, so one day I go up to my mom and say, mom, I go to the States. I was like, oh, really? I saw How? Footloose, mom. <laughs> she wouldn't she wouldn't know but anyway so um so but how how can you go there and i went to um this uh <clears throat> the, the study abroad agent mm. and then um got some brochures and showed, showed it to my mom and say this is this is what's happening in the states and i i, I can go to <laughs> this, this school this, i can go to this school and or this school or this school and they're all in the place called seattle um called um in a place called washington state oh my mom goes like oh is that uh, the capital no, 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 no. <laughs> it's in the West Coast. It's like because of Washington State. It's not sure, Washington, sure. D.C. That's, you know, that, that was a kind of... Rookie era. That, that question that I'm going to Washington State. Oh, that's capital. I had this conversation for at least like 100 times that day, in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> Still remember. <laughs> do, I mean, you've got a brother and sister. Did they do the same thing? I did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like my oh, did brother, they? my brother actually came two years after me to Seattle. Yeah. My sister eventually, uh, I think... She did some study abroad in Shanghai, learning Chinese afterwards. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, what well, you know, we didn't all go to Seattle, but we somehow went overseas and you know did something. And how long were you in Seattle before you? Three years, sophomore, junior, senior. Wow. And then mm. what happened after that? Uh, I did you decide time to come back to Japan, take the teachings of America, the swivel desk, well, footloose. So I I did, I I did footloose. I had the desk, and I saw <laughs> I actually saw our quarterback guy going out with the prettiest girls and cheerleaders, and so I was I think my my mind was satisfied <laughs> seeing that. And I actually I I did I I did um, participate in in the prom oh, wow. as well, like did you wearing get a, a prom suit, like, a prom girl. Yeah, I did. I did. Like half Japanese, oh, okay. half French. Oh, uh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was pretty. I don't know where she's right now, but anyway. It so. Wasn't so big. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. But so I, I, I did, I think, uh, what I wanted to do originally uh, before mm. I left. So um, I was um, kind of researching what kind of, um, which university I wanted to go to. Yeah. Uh, in the States, in the beginning. But I heard my friend told me like, oh, so what, what, you know, my friend, I asked my friend, like, what are you going to do after graduation? And he was like, oh, I'm thinking about going to a university in Britain. Oh, right. It's like, what? In Britain, why? Well, there are some like universities in Britain. <laughs> how dare you? But, how dare you? Yeah, it's like so they speak different language. So uh, uh, they were like, "What? Well, there, there is a there are university out there that who just uh, take the, uh, the American credits, American right, high right, school right. credits, and you can actually get in there straight." It's like, "Oh, really?" Uh, so I wanted to do something different. So what I did was I went into um, uh, the career center mm. of of my high school. And look it up, the dictionary, right? The college dictionary. And I found like maybe five universities who who would like, you know, uh, take in the, uh, the the American credits, American oh, high right, school credits. Right. And I applied uh, one of them and I passed. And that was uh, Richmond, Richmond University. Richmond yeah, in, University. In Richmond, oh, wow. London. So how old were you when you moved to the UK? How old? Uh, 20, I don't know. Uh, my, well, 18 then. Yeah, 18. 15, 19, yeah, 15, 16, yeah, so, 18. So it's 1992? 1992, yeah. Right. So I, I'd never been to London. <clears throat> so I just applied and, okay, you passed. So I, I just flew direct from Seattle <laughs> to London. Um, I had no idea what, you know, what it was like to actually live in, you know, in Britain at all. So Bloody hell. Yeah. Well, you, like, how did it compare to America when you, when you first got there? Oh, it was all different because I was in the West Coast, right? Yeah. Seattle. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't New York or anything. So it was, uh, it was more like a sunny... Uh, like a typical American, like city, it was like you know it's like big road with like a fa- pavement with like a huge yard, huge like you know, you know what I mean, like <laughs> yeah, a grass yeah. like, grass yard and like a huge house with a basement and stuff. Mm. They're partying, you know, every night, like every every weekend. Police comes and like and people <laughs> just get ah, oh, just run away. You know, typical high school life that you see in many movies, right? Yeah, that's exactly what was going on in Seattle when I was there, but. Britain was so different. It was like all like the buildings are all different, right? They're all like you know, stones and bricks and like they're all like in, they're all very traditional. Uh, the place I was living in, like the that I was in dorm. I lived yeah, in yeah. dorm. The dorm was right above the the university. The yeah. university used to be a, a church or something. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, um, there used to be like lots of nuns or like these people like used to live. It's quite a nice area actually. Richmond is southwest London. For yeah. those of you don't know, yeah, um, quite affluent place quite a rich place rich. Mick Jagger's Richmond's rich by nature Mick Jagger's house yes apartment was like right like right like maybe a minute from university 
Was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, who else? Tom Holland. Yeah. He plays Spider-Man. He yep. lives there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what did you study at university? International business with Spanish. <laughs> Why Spanish? Uh, the first thing I did, actually, 1989, back in 1989, right? So when I went to the States, yeah. on the second day, I started learning Spanish in the States. Right. That was my, one of the things I wanted to do in the States, apart from like learning English and then like, taking, you know, ordinary what, classes. What movie had inspired you to learn Spanish? I had no idea. But right. I, I, seriously, I, I simply wanted to learn Spanish. El Mariachi. I, I, I wonder what, your entire career seems to be dominated by films, so I'm surprised there was no influence. Um, and then you did business in Spanish, and you said you, you lived in Spain at some point as well. I did. Uh, that was like yeah, three months, like on, during the whole summer holiday. <clears throat> uh, when I was at university, uh, I was in Barcelona for three months, and I was like, you know, uh, back and forth every, say, Easter, uh, summer holiday, um, I was in uh, in Andalusia, mm. down mm. south, yeah, the state. We, I mean, Rioja and I have a, a slightly weird connection. Very weird. You, you know, we might. Have, I don't know if we've talked about this before at all, but uh, I, growing up as a kid in 1990, well, I was born in 1990, so you, you, I, I would have been two when you were in Richmond. But like throughout the 90s and 2000s, my uh, <coughs> my uncle had a. Uh, a flat in South Spain in a, mm. in a town called Nerha. And uh, we'd go there, and I have lots of fond memories there. I loved it. I'm hoping to go there at some point this year as well, actually, for the first time in, in like 12 years. But anyway. And that was exactly where I was studying, yeah, I remember where I was learning, where I was studying, studying um, I can't, Spanish. I can't remember when we discovered this, uh, but it was quite a surprise, given how many villages and towns you could learn Spanish in or yeah. travel. And it's a and tiny in. village. Yeah, there's nothing... Of like 5,000 people or something. Yeah, there's nothing overly special about it. It's a no. lovely town, if not a little bit touristy. But yeah. uh, it's a lovely town, South Spain. And uh, it was kind of random and bizarre. Fate that both Riotta and I should sort of be connected by this town. Yeah, because yeah. I was there. I think I started going there from like 1991. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, up until, say year 2000 my honeymoon was in there your honeymoon well. was there yeah, yeah. <laughs> what year was that that was 2006 I might, I might have been there in 2006 yeah I, I was there like every two to three years anyway imagine that if we'd walk past each other on a beach exactly like little little Chris boy little Chris <laughs> boy was age 16 yeah yes. with like you know with some like meat sauce on his, uh, on his meat, mouth meat sauce <laughs> what is this I yeah, just finished the, just finished Italian dinner I did <laughs> finally you, you leave the UK yeah I did you've had all the meat sauce yeah I don't even know what meat sauce is what is that I don't know just <laughs> damn it you've, how long have you been in the UK for then uh, four years so slightly longer than the, the US yeah so graduate um, at university and how come the UK shaped your accent then well because people were so nice well you think like given you know the all important years if your first years that you learn english yeah you think you would have adopted more of an american accent no but yeah i did you know for the first three years but uh when i went to um when i when i when i moved to this uh moved to britain the people are so nice that Definitely. they were they were they they, they, they all tried to correct my English to the proper one. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. So, like, that say, uh, you, go, you go to a pub <clears throat> and say, uh, 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 can I get some fries? Like, oh, oh that, that's called chips. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, our British people, we don't like American English. <laughs> so very, 
Yeah, you know, understandably, you want people to speak the proper English, proper correct English. English. So they they <laughs> they they all did correct my English. Oh, like, stop, stop saying man. That's that's appropriate. That's not appropriate in this country. <laughs> so you you were bullied into submission. Yeah, I did. bullied into adopting <laughs> a, a British accent. Uh, four years passed though. You've you've lived in the UK. Yes. and then you moved to Germany. Germany. I got my first job. Found. Did you go uh, back to Japan at all? Uh, yeah, I did, I did. Like summer holiday, winter holiday sometimes, Christmas holiday. Um, so, okay, like I told you that I, I started learning Spanish on the second mm. day, that I, from the second day I arrived in the States, right? Yeah. Um, Spanish was one thing I wanted to do, I wanted to learn. German was like kind of the, the third language I wanted to do after mm. um, English and Spanish. How good's your Spanish? How, how good did you become at it? Yo hablo español un poquito, pero... Yes. What? Se me olvidaron. Sí, sí, sí. Oh, but how, are, we, are you actually fluent? I'm fluent. I, well, I can talk. I can talk. But, you know, I haven't really been speaking Spanish for a long time. So well, it's conversational. At least, why didn't so. you move to Spain if you love it so much? Why didn't you go there after the UK? Well, um, to do the business and stuff. Like it was, well, I, it, well that, that was my, like I, like, like I said. like saying Spanish can't do business? Well, it's just like a Ger <laughs> German was the like second language <laughs> I wanted to learn after ah. Spanish. So I, I, what I did was I went to <clears throat> Munich, right, and I started going to language school for German. For German, can you, can you speak German? I'm missing. What? I speak. All right, I speak. Yeah. So you can. Yeah. Uh, so then um, <laughs> I, I went to school like for two months or so. Uh, then I was I, well, I liked Germany, so I started looking for a job there, and I had my English uh, CV with me right so what i did was i went to chamber of commerce mm. the japanese chamber of commerce and in each city like frankfurt hamburg munich and all these all these cities and handed out uh my cvs all oh, right to these people uh, at the chamber of commerce and uh so the companies or japanese companies mainly japanese companies japanese mm. companies who are uh who have offices in these cities found my cv and i got two phone calls huh. from these companies and i guess it, there's not that many you know japanese people in germany are Few and far between, right? Well, Düsseldorf, for instance, mm. um, it was a kind of Japanese, one of the little Japan of whole <laughs> Europe. Really? Thousands of Japanese oh, companies were that. there. And um, many companies, like when they opened office, one mm. office, say, a first office in Europe, continental Europe especially, um, it was always oh, Düsseldorf. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, best ramens or best like you know, huh. it's like Japanese food. If you find, if you're trying to find, it's always it was always been in Düsseldorf. It's pretty cool. I know you know I know like German people love uh, Japan. I'd say there's more fans of Japan in Germany than there is in the UK to some mm. extent. Or for instance, like in my channel, right, like a viewer after say America and then the Britain, Austria, Canada, and then German. Yeah, same for me as well. Yeah, people in Germany can speak English. Yeah, very they well. very well, very well. So yeah, so I got myself a job uh, at the <coughs> Düsseldorf mm. in Düsseldorf, and uh, I was there for two two and a half years, two years. And then what happened? Moved to Sydney, Australia. You, then you moved to Australia. Yeah. Why? What led you there all of a sudden? Uh, I had a friend. I had a friend there. Another friend, I had a luring friend. you away to another country. Yeah, exactly. So why don't you come to Australia? Because I was twenty-five, right? Yeah. And twenty-five was that like, back then. It was a it was a last year that you could go for working holiday. It's pretty crazy. You're twenty-five, and at this point, you've already lived in sort of three, well, four three countries. Four, four We're going to be liberal and say yeah. you lived in Spain. Like for a lot of people, you know, by twenty-five, they've just left university. Mm. Uh, so to have lived in like three or four countries, <laughs> that's pretty damn cool. You're a very 
bloody lucky. So, so it was like so casual, I think, for me to mm. like move to. It wasn't it was so difficult at all mm. uh, to move to another country. So my friend was like, "Oh, why don't you come to Sydney? Like, well, this is your last year in a working holiday. You can't go. You can't, you can't get a working holiday visa anymore if you're 26." Ah, right. So yeah. then we're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> quit, quit my job and go to Sydney." What was it like in Australia? Excellent. Just loved it. You, uh, you've told me before that Australia was your favorite, favorite, favorite. Place. If if Japan if if Japan gets sunk or something for by any reason, <laughs> I would move to Australia. Gosh, no, because ominous thought. Look, I mean, the countries, right, or the places that I've had moved, uh, that I'd lived mm. before Australia. Say Seattle, rains a lot. Sure, London sure. rains a lot. It does. Dusseldorf rains a lot. It does. Spain was good, like you know, amazing climate. So I mean, by Spain, I was just there for like three month or so right yeah so amongst these like three places like they were all rainy places so i uh, why don't i just you know move to somewhere with nice climate mm. and i did it was amazing why did you ever leave australia if it was well, so good it was my 10th year uh since i left japan right yeah. i was 15 i was already 25 when i got to sydney and, uh, and I was working there for a year, and like I thought, wow, this is an amazing place. I, I love this country, and I was, mm. but since it was like coming to tenth year, and I maybe until seventh year or so, eighth year or so, I was living in those countries without internet. Yeah, because of course the internet was still up and coming. Exactly. In the 90s. So meaning that I was not, I did not know anything of what was happening in Japan to them. Ah. So and then I suddenly like I started feeling, started feeling like I was kind of losing Japanese part of me. Like, right. like, yeah, identity almost <clears throat> like, and I was becoming somewhat like someone who's not Japanese, but not Australian either, not British. I didn't know who I was. Sure. So I wanted to kind of recover <laughs> the Japanese part of me. Identity. Identity. Mm. Um, uh, by moving back to Japan. I I think you came back to Japan because you realised you you had a real asset that you could speak English so well. In a way that a lot of people here can't, right? Well, yeah, I know, but you're suddenly I, in a minority, you have a massive advantage. Yeah, but I wasn't really sure how how um, well I could utilize that skill or the knowledge in Japan. I had no idea mm. because I mean, I I I not like lived in Japan for like last ten years, right? Yeah. So I wasn't really sure like you know, how, what I could have done. I, I I could do in the country like when I moved back. English teacher. <laughs> nah, that's, imagine that. that. That's the worst job you could ever do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you teaching anything. Yeah, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. Fair but, enough. Yeah. So then I, yeah, I came back to Japan and found myself another job in Tokyo. And now, what is it you actually do? A lot of people always ask, "What is it Ryotaro does?" And uh, I am a YouTuber. You yeah, you're not. Really. <laughs> <laughs> One, I, one does not simply just become a YouTuber. Uh, what? No. What? What do you do? So I'm running a misery. I'm 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 running a company that uh, promotes, um, especially the uh, uh, kind of the, the regional part of Japan, mm. not like cities, not like Osaka, not Kyoto, not um, Tokyo, for instance. Um, I'm trying to kind of like uh, put the light uh, on the spotlight onto. Uh, these places where uh, these cities or villages that have not been discovered um, by uh, the tourists yet. And, you know, certainly, you know, even when I got here in 2012, like mm. most of North Japan wasn't 
on the map, right? No. I, you know, it was crazy. Like, Lonely Planet said boring. Did it? It did, Sendai. Well, they've changed their tune now. Didn't Lonely Planet, like, do a whole special award well, for 2020, Tohoku? In 2020, unfortunately, people are going to come in 2020, but yeah. in 2020, the, uh, the Tohoku, the area the where, I live, where we live, uh, has been chosen as one of the three uh, places, the areas that you should visit the whole world. In the whole world? In the whole world, it was. Bloody hell. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of diversity here in Tohoku in mm. terms of food, cultures, Nature. the mm. prefectures. I mean, because I've lived here like 10 years, some of the magic of Tohoku's worn off for me, you yeah. know, if you know what I mean, um, which is a shame. But I still love this part of Japan. I still think it is a very special place. But like, you, you sort of go in and um, help businesses though, don't you? Uh, prepare, or well, you used to, when tourism was a thing, you would help companies prepare for foreign tourists, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because you would, you would reel me in to work with you and oh, be yeah. like a customer, customer, a foreign customer. Like foreign customer. Just pretend that you're a foreign customer and say, oh, uh, can I have a ramen, please? <laughs> <laughs> just just as I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, you go in, you, you would go into like uh, businesses, right? Restaurants and tell them how to sort of yeah, handle foreign customers without necessarily... Needing yeah. to know not, English, right? Yeah, not only the okay. languages, but also like uh, the tendencies. For instance, like you know, uh, many customers from the West are vegan, so yes. kind of try to create a menu with the restaurants, for instance, mm. and uh, uh, try to create some, you know, uh, what is it like um, the tool, tool, uh, tool, tool, like the the tool, ah, right. <laughs> the travel tool, sure, like you know, the special tool for like you know the, the Taiwanese people, Thai people, they all like have different tendencies, right? Mm. For instance, Taiwanese people, one-tenth of Taiwanese people are vegetarian, like oriental vegetarians. Oh, really? And they don't eat certain things. Huh. So, you know, so I, I kind of um, try to uh, create tools with these people, the travel mm. agency, because I know this, like, um, knowledge of, like, you know. Well, let's, let's see how good your knowledge is. When do you think, the all-important question, yeah. one that I get asked every day, yeah. and understandably, when do you think Japan will reopen to outside tourists? This year. Really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> We've narrowed it down. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say, yeah, 100% this year. But, like, can we be more specific? Well, um, depending on... What the, is holding the government back right now? Or the people wanting to wear masks all the time, right? Right. But um, uh, I guess, because number uh, of the people who get infected, mm. uh, like, every day, right, uh, is... is it's still not, it's, it's going down like little by little, but very, very gradual. Yeah. So I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that it's going to be soon, but it will be sometime this year. Um, you have to be like, you have to be carefully watch the number. And if that's really going down, then, because then, national government is really wanting to open the, open its water. I don't, I don't feel like it is. It is, it is. Like, I don't know, I, I feel like they've just sort of accepted that, oh, we can keep the doors closed and... It doesn't hurt the economy that much, or it doesn't affect no, the country that much. It's good politically because people kind of want Japan to be shut. I think, you know, if you look at studies, most Japanese people want the borders to be shut, right? Well, um, I mean, when yeah, what when the uh, the world was like, you know, uh, the, when the Japan uh, the number of infections was low, that's what people wanted. But now it's not because you know most of our, not most, but many of us are already being infected, right? Sure. Yeah, because the numbers now, you know, <clears throat> we, we all went high up 
mm. once already. We hit the ceiling. Now mm. it's time to go down. Right. So, and also、uh, people know that the、uh, that some countries like Britain, for instance, or the States,、uh, people are not wearing masks anymore. No, we got rid of them. Yeah.、Um, quite. I, I don't. I don't know if it was even controversial at the time.、Yeah. I think. Yeah, but I mean, we, we hate masks in the UK. Yeah, exactly.、Uh, we, I think even more so in the UK than the US. I read studies、mm-hmm. that British people are against it. We find it sort of dehumanizing and right, weird. Right. And, like Asian、yeah. countries, like around Japan, for instance, China, Korea,、yeah. Taiwan, they're still suffering. So they would come back the last, the right, tourists from、right. these countries, right? Whereas, like the States,、uh, like Europe,、uh, I think the, these people will come the first. Come to Japan first, and then according to the survey,、uh, to the Europeans, Americans,、uh, the West,、uh, Western countries, where would you want to go、uh, after the COVID、uh, is over? Yeah, and then the first, well, the second, Japan was second choice. What was the first choice? America. Really? Asking Europeans, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but for Americans, it was Japan was first. Yeah. The、yeah, yeah, Asians, yeah. Japan was first. So yeah, 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 it's yeah. always like、uh, it's been like, proved almost that that when if if we open the border. The people will like. I'm talking about like millions of people will come to Japan for sure. It's going to be a quite a strange, surreal situation. I've just got back from Tokyo and、mm. uh, I was in、uh, Ueno and Asakusa a little bit,、mm. and、uh, you know it's it's night and day.、Uh, it's so damn quiet there. Yeah. Compared to what it used to be like, that would be 2019 the、yeah. center point of tourism in Japan. Yeah. yeah.、Um, and it's yeah. There's I don't see that many foreigners around there at all. It's so surreal. Um, but I, I want them back、uh, for businesses. I think it'd be good for local business. Oh yeah! I want to have friends be able to come visit. I want you guys listening to、right. be able to come visit as well. And Japanese yen is getting weak and weak and weak. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's like so now for for everyone, like for almost all everyone who's listening to this、uh, podcast, I think it's good for you guys、uh, to come to Japan and buy stuff. It's just so cheap. Your money is going to go a lot further. Exactly. So, but but contrary,、uh, like for my case, going abroad is just gonna. Not really good for me though. When do you think you're gonna go back to Nerja in Spain? Next year, I guess. Next year, I'm gonna go this year. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna take a photo of you. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be yeah, weird going back there. I'll, I'll I'll make him visit my host mother. Your host mother. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I was studying there, right? So I、yeah. always stayed at the、uh, this host family. Right. And、um, and I always like surprise her by sending <laughs> like sending a spy. To her place and knock on、oh、the door、God. and there's like a white guy standing right. It's like、uh, and it's showing my picture, the photo on a smartphone,、oh、saying、Lord. like my photo is like、uh, amigo. I'll film it. Me getting you like, do you do yeah. Me getting do assaulted、that. by a Spanish woman. <laughs> like, who's like who are you? Why are you here on my door? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna frighten the life out of her.、Um, yeah. But thank you for coming today, Riotro. Well,、um, Riotro is gonna be in the next episode where we're gonna talk more about his favorite things. In Japan, his recommendations a bit more of a intense Q and A. Today、I? was yeah, you could <laughs>、okay. come up. And today was more sort of to hear your origin story, introduction. Yes,、yeah, so、and now we、101. know the story behind Riotro. It's basically he watched Footloose, and that defined his entire career. Ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> story, bloody hell! And the secret of my success. It's interesting how like、uh, like、health. pop culture can affect people's、oh, lives so much. Like Natsuki, for example, listened to punk rock, and that shaped his. Personality. I mean, back in eighties, right, or nineties, even、mm. like、the, the those like pop culture, like including you know movies and stuff, <clears> and <throat> music and everything,、mm. was so strong. Like it, it influenced a lot of people. I mean, there was no internet, right? So that was like the only true, the true, music yeah, and the、uh, movies were the only means of kind of、uh, kind of inhaling、mm. the, the the Western culture, especially for Japanese people, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah.
I'm going to go away and watch Footloose after this. Yeah. I'm not, though, am I? I don't think I've seen Footloose. I, I, I find the song Footloose really annoying. Just watch da, it. Da, 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 Footloose. Yeah, Footloose. Oh, my God, I hate it. Don't know why. The Sunday Shoes. It's one of those films that didn't really make it past the 80s. Nobody talks about it. <laughs> I still you know. talk about it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I do. I do. You're the greatest advocate of Footloose there's ever Kevin been. Kevin Bacon. Oh, God. <laughs> but send in your questions for Riotero, guys, and uh, I'll put them to the man himself next week. Thank you so much for joining Riotero. Thank uh, you. And welcome back for the next episode. Uh, but now, guys, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days, and we'll be back later this week, so all over again, right back here with Riotero, Mr. Yeah. Footloose himself, good. on the Abroad in Japan yeah. podcast. So, guys, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, uh, and yeah. I will see you in next podcast. Now I remember why we don't have it. Abroad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.